Hallelujah. Lord, we bless you this morning. Have your way. Speak a word in this place. Touch our hearts in the way that you desire. Thank you for what we've already heard, felt, and seen. Move on the altar of our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. And every believer said, praise God. Praise God. Amen. If you're physically able, would you stand with us for the reading of the word, 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2, read portion in your hearing already. I just want to read one verse, if you will. I'm reading verse 9 from the New King James Version. And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what may I do for you before I am taken away from you. Elisha said, Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. Just look at somebody, say, neighbor, I'm looking for the double-double. Let a double portion of your spirit, I'm looking for my double. Um, this is the year of double manifested favor. And I want to talk about this double manifested favor. I, I want to discuss it with you for just a few moments from this particular passage. I want to back up to the first Kings as well. So stay with me. It'll be a quick ride, but I want to do this in short order. What's interesting to me is that Elisha has been picked out to be the successor of Elijah. He's been selected to be the person who is going to stand in his stead. And knowing this, he's had to make some adjustments in his life. And what is really interesting to me is that the first thing that Elisha does is he re recognizes that something has happened. You know, what has happened in his life has happened before he ever knew that it happened. What was taking place in his life was taking place before he knew that it was taking place. A word was spoken over his life before he realized a word had been given. He hadn't received the word, but the word about him had been spoken into the earth realm long before he knew a prophetic word about him had been given. Let me see if I can help you right here. It is interesting to me that the lack of my knowledge of what God is doing does not thwart God from doing what God's doing. Just because I don't know how God is working on my behalf doesn't mean God is not working on my behalf. Just because I don't know that I've been elevated doesn't mean I haven't received the promotion. Just because I have not received the promotion before people doesn't mean God hasn't already lifted me because God did this before he even knew about it. And if one wanted to be clear, most things that God will ever do in your life will be done before you ever get the news. You're living in the aftermath of prophecy. You're walking now in what God already said he would do. Right now, you're living in the things that you set up years ago. And so that means that everything happening today is not for the moment, it's for the future. And what you've got to recognize is that you are existing now in the place you are now because of what preceded the now. 
Here, let me work with it for a moment. What God does in his life is number one, God gives him a radical responsibility. He doesn't even know it, but he gets a radical responsibility in 1 Kings chapter 19. The Bible says in verses 16 and 17 that Elijah is given a word from the Lord. He tells the word of the Lord comes, says, And Elijah, the son of Shaphat, of Abel, of Meloah, you shall anoint as prophet in your place. And it shall be whoever escapes the sword of Hazel, Jehu will kill. And whoever escapes the sword of Jehu, Elijah will kill. Wait a minute here. Elijah has no clue that God is at the top of the mountain speaking to his prophet about his future. And he is now already doing something different other than prophetic work. Preach what? He is down in the valley. He is plowing mules. He's out there behind oxen. He's doing work in the field, but God is speaking about him doing something different from everything that he has currently in front of him. I want you to look at somebody and say, neighbor, just because you think you know who I am doesn't mean a thing. God's got something for me that's going to blow your mind. I just need somebody to help me right here. You think you know who I am, but you don't know anything. You, you think you know who I am. You don't know me. You don't know what God has for me. You don't know where God's getting ready to take me. You don't know how God's getting ready to bless me. You don't know how God's getting ready to elevate me. God's already got a plan for my life. Here you are. God, God gives him a radical responsibility, the responsibility of prophetic gift. And God takes that word that is put into the earth realm and the word comes to pass in his life. But watch this here. You've got to realize that there are times in your life that as you are now, the only thing you can do is keep living right. I'm going to help somebody here. See, you're worried because things are not breaking quickly enough. You're worried because stuff hasn't turned materialized fast enough. Don't you worry about how it does and how God works it out. All you need to do is to allow God to be God. You keep doing what's right. What God has spoken over your life, if God said it, he'll bring it to pass. God knows how to bring his word into fulfillment even at the time when you think it's not going to happen. Here it is. Here it is. The Bible says that God puts a radical responsibility upon this man and he doesn't even know the responsibility is there. God has already spoken over his life. God has, and what, what's really crazy, God's not only given him power of prophetic gift, God's also given him slaying power. He says, I want you to recognize that anybody that comes up and is out of the will of God, I've given you the power to bring them into immediate judgment and they will die. He doesn't say, well, whoever this person doesn't bless. No, he says, what I'm going to do is with this man, Elijah will kill. God puts prophetic power over his life in the terms of promise, but that's not enough. The Bible then declares when we get over here to this particular chapter in 2 Kings, the Bible says 
that Elisha is in the field. And the Bible teaches us this lesson. If you look in, in the Word of God, the Bible says that God sees this man in the field. Watch this. I'm in 1 Kings chapter 19. If you get verses 19 through 21, you're going to see what I'm talking about. Verse 19 says, So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. And he was the 12th. Then Elijah passed by him, threw his mantle on him, and he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and says, please let me kiss my father and my mother, then I will follow you. And he said to him, go back again, for what have I done to you? So Elisha turned back from him, took the yoke of oxen, and slaughtered them, boiled their flesh using the oxen equipment, and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he arose and followed Elijah and became his servant. Number two, you got to understand this. You see, when you have in your life a radical responsibility, you have to do some radical reassignment. You have to do a radical realignment. That's what I mean, realignment. You've got to realign yourself. Wait a minute. Here he is. He is out with the oxen. Now, get this. This is a picture you need to have. I know your immediate picture might be there are 12 sets of oxen in front of him, and he's got this long row. No, that's not a good picture. Refocus in your mind. Think of a wide field. They don't have these big tractors that we have now. Think of the wide field with 12 men side by side. Each of them has their own team of oxen, and they're in a row plowing together, making quick work of the field. There are 12 of them in the line. He is the 12th in line. So there are 12 teams. He's on the 12th team. And the Bible says that while he is there in the line, the Bible says the man of God comes up to him, takes off his cloak, and puts it over on him. Watch this. Stay with me for a moment. That means he had to pass 11 other people in order to get to... Y'all missed it? He had to pass... Not you, not you, not you, not you. No, no, no. Not you, no, no, no. no. You. Come here. If God wants to bless you, I don't care where you're standing in line, you're next in line for a miracle. I don't care what team you're running on, you can be on the 12th place team. If God wants to bless you, you're next in line for a miracle. He walked past 11 to get to number 12 because that's the one that God had already spoke a word over. I feel like preaching anyhow. You gotta understand, when God has placed his anointing on your life, there's nothing that can stand in the way of what God has placed upon your life. When God has already spoken over your life, that prophetic word will come to pass because what God has said, God intends for it to come into the earth realm because there's purpose attached to the prophecy and the prophecy's purpose has not just for you specifically, but for the world because 
because what God wants to do is not for you individually. He wants to bless God's people and he wants to know, can I use you to be a blessing and a conduit to bless others? Don't you ever believe that a blessing that comes to your door has you personally attached to the blessing? You're just a conduit and the moment you clog up the pipeline, you shut down the blessing. You're just a pass-through. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling it. I got something here. I got something here. I'm feeling I know. I know. I got, I got a word here. The, the, the 12th person hit. And then when he, when he throws the cloak on him, he knows immediately what it means. In the society... When, when someone was being named prophet, being given a special anointing, the cloak of the individual who would be mentor and leader would be placed around them. And in the place in the cloak around him, it was almost a sign that succession was about to take place. That the mantle was being dropped on him. The mantle was being put on his back. And, but there's a problem here. I got a mantle on me, but I also have oxen in front of me. I've got a family at home. I've got a quick decision to make. And I've decided that I'm getting ready to realign my life to what God is calling me to. So the first thing he does, he goes to the prophet, he says, can I give me a moment to go home and kiss my, my mama and my daddy and and let everybody know I'm about to leave. And the prophet says something really radical, really strange. The prophet says, what do I got to do with you? In other words, why are you asking me? It's kind of weird here. This is a strange statement. You just put your cloak on me, and now you say what you got to do to me? No, no. What the prophet was saying is, this is between you and God. You decide your next move, buddy. I'm not gonna tell you what to do. You figure it out now. You know what this means. You know who you are. You know what you've been called to, accepted or rejected. I ain't got nothing to do with that. I did what the Lord told me to do. I already have appointed you as successor. This ceremony is over. If that's all you want, that's all you get. But if you want something extra, you may have to do something extra. If you want something greater, you may have to do something greater. If you want a double portion, you may have to stretch out and do something that is uniquely different than what you've done before. There are times in your life when you need to do something radical. You've got to do something radical. Y'all ain't got that thing yet. High five somebody, say neighbor. I got to do something radical. I got to do something radical. I may look a little strange, but I'm getting ready to get radical. I may look a little weird to you, but I'm getting ready to get radical. I'm getting ready to get radical. I'm getting radical.
went back, took his team, took the implements from his plowing, broke them up, set it on fire, took his oxen, start cooking them there. He said, look here, the next steak is on me. Y'all missed it. Watch this, watch this. What he said is, symbolically he said, I'm cutting all ties to my old self because I'm getting ready to walk in my new self. I'm cutting all ties to old me. I'm getting ready to walk in new me. Old me was one way, but new me is going to be different. I'm going to be different than what I used to be because God has laid a claim on me and I'm getting ready to cut off uh, everything and everybody that can't go with me on this next journey. There's some people that can't take the next step with you and that's all right. I'm getting ready to get radical. I feel something up in here. I said, I feel something up in here. I feel something up in here. Look at somebody and I said, neighbor, excuse me. I'm feeling radical today. You better watch out. I don't know what I might do. There's a radical anointing on me today. anointing. I feel a radical anointing. <clears throat> when, when he put the mantle on him, he was putting the mantle on a man whose name means God is salvation. Y'all don't hear me. And what he didn't recognize was that God wanted to use him in salvific work. Now let me help you here. Jesus lifts up this passage in his own talk. And Jesus says to his disciples in Luke 9, 62 says, he says, no man, no one, having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. Let me help you right there. What he's talking about is, look, if you're going to do it, let's do it. Let me, let me be street with you. Don't talk about it. Let's be about it. If we're going to do it, let's make it happen. Let me get James Brown in here. Whatever it is, it's got to be funky. Go on and do the best you can. Go on and let's make it do what it do. It's time to do what the law said do. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. I'm, I know my time is almost up. I got to hurry. My foot will be hurting, but I feel so hot right now that I can't even think about it. Let me just see if I can close this out. Let me, let me see what he does. When he gets with the man of God, he starts walking with him. And he's just walking with him. And he's walking with him. And he's walking with him. And everywhere he goes, 
walking with him, prophets come out to meet him. 50 at a time come and meet him. Y'all missed it? They just walking. Elijah's walking. Elisha's behind him. And prophets keep coming out. And every time they come out, they say something like, you know, your master, Elijah, is not going to be here much longer. The Lord is getting ready to take him away. And his response is, shh, don't say nothing else. In other words, just hold your peace. Because what God is doing right now has nothing to do with death. God's getting ready to perform a miracle. And I don't want to miss the next move of God fooling around with you. Y'all, 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 y'all. They just walk in. They just walk in. Get to another area. 50 more prophets come out. And they say the same thing. Wait a minute now. Bishop, why are we doing all this walking if I'm supposed to be the next prophet? Why can't I just take my position? See, what you don't realize, you in your inner hurry self to be up front. Sometimes what God is doing subtly is creating space for you in the earth realm in a place where you couldn't have gone before now. Y'all missed it. Had you just walked up in front of those prophets and said, I'm Elijah's replacement, they'd have looked at you like, man, you ain't been here. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you come from. But now they're watching him walking with the prophet and every time they see it, they get to recognize there's something different about this man y'all missed it look at somebody say neighbor excuse me it may look like God's not doing nothing it may look like you're wasting your time but God's setting you up God's setting you up for your respect Y'all didn't get it. Look at somebody say, neighbor, I want God to give me, to give me respect in the earth realm so that men and women can know that my anointing is real. to give God a praise tell somebody I'm getting ready do me a favor just look at somebody say neighbor I'm getting ready for the overflow for the overflow for the overflow I'm getting ready for the overflow for the overflow come on and praise him Come on, praise him. 
Let me tell you something. I'm getting ready for God to do something great. There's an overflow about to happen.